0: Well, thank you for joining us today as we continue to look at the book of Luke here on our our Sunday School podcast. Uh, If you don't have your Bible, please grab it. You will need it. We're going to be looking at several different passages today, uh, but mostly we're going to look at Luke chapter 3 and Luke's account of John the Baptist's ministry as he prepared the way for Jesus. Um, Now, to understand the significance of John's ministry, we need to look back at the book of Isaiah so grab your Bible, go ahead and flip back or flip open to Isaiah chapter 40. Um, now I was privileged to uh, teach Isaiah 40 in our study of Isaiah last October. And um, as I remembered that, I was reminded how the Bible is one story written over a thousand years over an even greater than a thousand year period in 66 books many different authors but there's really one divine author that is telling one story the story of god's plan for redemption um, that glorifies him and um, it's amazing that we can look back in scripture and see how it um, prophecy is fulfilled and uh Here's just another great example of that. So Isaiah chapter 40, verse one. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak kindly to Jerusalem and call out to her that her warfare has ended, that her iniquity has been removed, that she has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice is calling. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Let every valley be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. And let the rough ground become a plain, and the rugged terrain a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all flesh will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Um, This is hundreds of years um, before John was born, and today we will see the fulfillment, we will see this voice that is calling out, um, prepare the way of the Lord. Let's pray together as we begin our study. Uh, Father, thank you for your word, which is good, and what we need it's sufficient. Thank you, Lord, for how you wrote um, through the prophet Isaiah and then how you fulfilled what you wrote and promised um, through John and, and through Jesus, ultimately. I uh, thank you for your plan of redemption for the gospel today as we look at the gospel proclaimed through John the Baptist, Lord. I um, pray that you would By your spirit, apply it to our lives, Lord, that we would be convicted and we would repent and turn in in ways that we need to, Lord, and that we would be um, just stirred up and and called out to to evangelize and and share this truth with the world. Uh, Thank you for your word. Pray you would speak to us through it this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Now turn in your Bible to Luke chapter 3. Luke is citing this prophecy about John the Baptist as he writes about John's ministry. Um, we're gonna see here in Luke, Luke, in Luke chapter three um, how John came to prepare the way for Jesus. So we'll read verses one through six here first. Now, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee and his brother Philip was tetrarch of the region of Eturia and Trachonitis. And Lysanias was tetrarch of Abilene. In the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And he came into all the district around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every ravine will be filled, and every mountain and hill will be brought low. The crooked will become straight, and the rough roads smooth, and all flesh will see the salvation of God. This is John's purpose. He is here not to be the Messiah, but to prepare the way for the Messiah to come and do ministry. Now, um, how is he going to do that? Very quickly, Luke gives us, um, this is what John did. This is how he preached this is how he was preparing the, the way so let's read 7 through 18 and that's what we're going to break down and focus on today in our passage but we'll read 7 through 18 and then we'll read the other gospel accounts of john's ministry and then we'll come back and look at it so luke chapter 3 verse 7 so he began saying to the crowds who were going out to be baptized by him you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come Therefore, bear fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham for our father, for I say to you that from these stones God is able to raise up children to Abraham. Indeed, the axe is already laid at the root of the trees, so every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds are questioning him, saying, Then what shall we do? And he would answer and say to them, The man who has two tunics is to share with him, and who has none, and he who has food is to do likewise. And some tax collectors also came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than what you have been ordered to. Some soldiers were questioning him, saying, And what about us? What shall we do? And he said to them, Do not take money from anyone by force, or accuse any one falsely, and be content with your wages. Now While the people were in a state of expectation and all were wondering in their hearts about John as to whether he was the Christ, John answered and said to them all, As for me, I baptize you with water, but one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he preached the gospel to the people. So this is Luke's account of, of part of John's ministry. Now let's look at, at Matthew chapter three, um, verses one through 12, and we'll see Matthew's account. And, and I love when God's word um, written by different people, similar um, stories and the same historical account um, and everything lines up so well. This is, this is divine authorship um, at its best here. So John, I'm at Matthew chapter three. Now in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is the one referred to by Isaiah the prophet when he said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John himself had a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. And his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem was going out to him and all Judea and all the district around the Jordan. And they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruit in keeping with repentance." And do not suppose that you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham for our father. For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children to Abraham. The ax is already laid at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. As for me, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I am not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire." His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor and he will gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Now we get a little bit bigger picture of John, right? The camel hair and the locusts and wild honey. He is a um, prophet for sure. Uh, Very different different kind of man called to a different ministry by the lord and um, but god's word came to him in the wilderness and and he obeyed and and preached the truth now let's see what what mark has to say um, about john in mark chapter 1 verses 1 through 8 here the beginning of the gospel of jesus christ the son of god as it is written in isaiah the prophet behold i send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way The voice of one crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea was going out to him and all the people of Jerusalem. And they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist. And his diet was locusts and wild honey. And he was preaching and saying, after me, one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So this is is John Mark's account of John the Baptist's ministry. Now let's look over at the disciple Jesus loved John um, in John chapter one, not John the Baptist, but, but the disciple John. As, as he wrote about John the Baptist. John chapter one, verse 19 here. This is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? And he confessed and did not did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. Then they asked him, what are you? What then, are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? So that we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him and said to him, Why then are you baptizing if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And John answered them, saying, I baptize in water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. It is he who comes after me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. So as we looked at all four accounts here of uh, in the Gospels of, of John's ministry, we get a, a broader picture of who John was, but really we see what his purpose was in all four. I am not the Messiah. I am here to to just make the way and prepare the people for his coming. Um, When he comes, he will baptize with a baptism much greater than mine. So let's look back at Luke chapter 3 and see how John, and we'll break it down how John's ministry was carried out here, John chapter. I meant Luke chapter three, verse seven. So he began saying to the crowds who were going out to be baptized by him, "You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come." Now that is a pretty strong statement. Brood here has a as a connotation of um, not only are you vipers, but your whole family's vipers. You come from a line of of snakes here who warned you to flee from the coming wrath. Um, very. Very hard truth, but something they needed. And um, it reminds reminds me that sometimes we need hard truths in our lives, someone um, to call us out, and that's what God's word does and his spirit does often. Um, and, and what's the, the answer then John gives? Therefore, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. Repent and don't be proud is what he says here. Verse eight, don't begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham for our father. For I say to you that from those... Stone, from these stones, God is able to raise up children to Abraham. So in verse 8, we see a call to repent and a reminder, you are not um, irreplaceable. God is not in need of you, Israel, you chosen people. And um, he is not in need of, need of us either. Let's remember our place and, and repent. Um, indeed, this is the warning here. The axe is already laid at the root of the tree, so every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down. And thrown into the fire. Now, this is a a pretty strong statement, pretty strong warning, um, but it's what the people needed. And then we see here in verse 10, the people's response. Let's read verses 10 through 14. And the crowds were questioning him, saying, Then what shall we do? And he would answer and say to them, The man who has two tunics is to share with him who has none, and he who has food is to do likewise. And some tax collectors also came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than what you have been ordered to. Some soldiers were questioning him, saying, What about us? What shall we do? And he said to them, Do not take money from anyone by force, or accuse anyone falsely, and be content with your wages. This here in verses 10 through 14 is a picture of some of the fruits of repentance that John had mentioned in verse eight. Verse eight, um, verse 11, we see love your neighbor, right? Give, if you have clothes too much, share. If you have food, share it with your neighbor. Then to the tax collector, stop lying and stealing, taking more than than what you should. And and to the soldiers, be content with what you have. Don't um, abuse and, and, and abuse your power and force others to give. These are the fruits of repentance. When, when you repent, um, it means to turn. That is the action you're walking. The literal meaning of the word is to walk one way and repent, to turn um, and go the other direction. So when John calls this people to repent, it, it is to turn from their sin and, and turn to the Lord. Um, now this is a, a different message than what the, the people have been hearing from the Pharisees. It is um, work harder. Please continue to, to follow every law that we give and, and um, strive for perfection. And this is not um, what we see as um, all throughout Scripture of the people of, of faith who follow the Lord. They were pretty messed up. They were not perfect. Um, think back to Abraham. Think through um, Sarah. And, and David is probably the biggest example here a man who was an adulterous, um, murderer, um, but a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he repented. And and this is, is what uh, God calls us to today. Repent, turn, um, confess your sin and trust in the Lord to forgive and cleanse you, um, from unrighteousness. And this is the, the message preached by John. This has always been the message, faith and repentance, um, so as the people were hearing this kind of new radical message that was different than what the Pharisees were teaching, they begin to wonder, naturally, is John the Messiah? This is, this is different. He's got a following. He speaks a new message with authority here. Um, now, verse 15, um, we see they're wondering there. Now, while the people were in a state of expectation and all were wondering in their hearts about John as to whether he was the Christ John answered and said to them all, As for me, I baptize you, you with water, but one who is com- one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So John clears this up real quick. I am not the Messiah. I am here to prepare the way for him, but he's coming after me, and I am not even worthy to take his shoes off. Um, then he kind of elaborates on what the Messiah is going to do. Here's what Jesus will do. Um, Verse 17, His winnowing fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he, John, preached the gospel to the people. So as we read that, we hear this warning, the question must be asked, what is the difference in the wheat and the chaff? Why, um, what makes someone wheat versus chaff? And I think the answer's here in the text as well. Um, the Baptism by the Holy Spirit and um, fruits of repentance, the repentance there. Um, now that phrase, baptism of the Holy Spirit, is loaded in our church culture today and, and what um, biblically is... Meant here is as, as the believer is it's filled filled and sealed um, by the Holy Spirit um, at the moment of conversion um, that's what we're we're talking about here so um, application for us today the questions one first and the urgent one are you wheat or chaff um, if he were to grab his winnowing fork today and separate the wheat from the chaff would you go in the barn or would you be burned up um, and if you would If you're chaff, repent, turn, um, be filled with the Spirit, trust and faith in Jesus Christ. and uh, We would love to talk with you. Please call our church office or email. Um, We would love to speak with you about that if you're unsure whether you are wheat or chaff. But I think there's also, for us who are wheat, to continue to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. As God convicts, as the Holy Spirit works in your heart um, to bring that sin to mind, um, turn from it, leave it. I hate it and turn to God and follow him And then a, a third point of application for believers here is is in verse 18 um, with many exhortations he preached the gospel to the people like John, we should share this good news this gospel with, with everyone we come in contact with Now different than John. Um, John said the Messiah is coming, our good news is that the Messiah has come and now offers salvation to all who would, would turn and believe in him. Um, let's pray together. Father, thank you for this word. I pray for anyone who is um, not sure whether uh, they know you or not, uh, Lord, that they would uh, be convicted of their sins, realize their their need for the Savior, uh, that they would turn and by faith believe and follow you. Lord, I pray that you would... Um, convict them. And Lord, please continue to convict us. We know that we are are sinful. Um, People who have even uh, chosen to follow you, we want to live lives that are continually um, repenting. And would we be like King David in that um, people who follow after you because we are People, when we fail, who repent and run to the Savior instead of trying to cover, cover our sin. We know that doesn't work anyway, Lord. So help us there to, to bear fruits of repentance. And then Lord, would you stir us up to share this good news with others. Thank you that we have been redeemed. And will we go and share? There is a Savior. He has come um, to save us all. And um, Lord, I thank you for that good news. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the empty tomb thank you for Jesus, and I pray that you would help us to live more like him this week. Thank you for the time we've had today. Please bless us. Help us to honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.